Hey everyone, I just want to make a quick recording and share some thoughts I've been having this week uh, about our current global situation and uh, the scriptures and come follow me um, and, and the like. Uh, first off, uh, I have, I believe, found a way to reliably do some interviews while having, while uh, adhering to uh, social distancing and uh, other current social uh, rules. <laughs> um, there's obviously lots of ways to do it, but the hard part for me was finding a way to do it when uh, you when I'm self-funding this thing, and so trying to not spend a few hundred dollars on equipment and things. But I think I found a way, and so my hope is that next week I'll be able to line up uh, an, an interview. And we'll get back to having you know 30-minute midweek interview to go along with uh, the study for the week. Um, that said, this week obviously just things going still going crazy and and whatnot in the world with coronavirus and um, so I've been trying to more than I was at the beginning of the whole thing stay away from as much news and just everything. Um, I've been trying to focus on positive things when I do look for the news and looking for hope. And the places, the place that I'd normally find that is an unsurprising source. It's from the leaders of the church. Uh, so I'm recording this on March 26th, and on uh, March 24th, uh, President Ballard, acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve. I uh, did an interview, and he had some great messages of hope. Um, I'll share the link to this. It's in the church news, actually. And I'll share it in uh, the description of this episode's pod, uh, yeah, this episode of the podcast. But um, he shared about you know, being 13 years old when he came home, and his mom told him that Pearl Harbor had been bombed, and the just gut punch that he remembers feeling and thinking that uh, just a sense of panic and fear and just thinking that the world was going to end and everything was lost. And he said, but, and quote, but that's not what happened. The people of the free world rallied and freedom prevailed and things resolved themselves. He said, the world is a, the world will win this war on the coronavirus. Um, some of the other things that I just really wanted, to, as I read this, I thought I need to do, I need to do a podcast episode just to make sure that everyone who I happen to, uh, be able to reach through my podcast knows about this. Um, so just yesterday, the church announced the closing of the temples completely, um, even for living ordinances. And I know that you know that causes some ripples in the church. And when people hear that, they think, well, what does that mean? So he has some comments on that. He says, whether you are able to go to the temple or not, your home is a place you can kneel and pray. You can feel Heavenly Father's Spirit and you can feel the hand of the Lord in your life, on your knees, in your bedroom, or wherever you find peace to say your prayers. It doesn't require you to be in the temple to be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46-10 That can happen every day of your life. And then he said, uh, with encouragement from those on the other side of the veil awaiting temple work, quote, It won't be long before the temples are up and operating. Um, and I... I just love that message of hope. Um, you know, we've got family and friends who have been impacted by that, who are planning to be married or sealed to adopted children, and 
Um, but you think about the foresight and of the Lord and that he knows all things and there's not anything safe. He knows it. And he leads and guides his church, the church of Jesus Christ, through his prophet, Russell M. Nelson. Um, and you think of the, the changes that have happened in the last uh, year and a half, two years, uh, ministering and a new emphasis on how to minister uh, and with, yes, in-home visits, but other things that really are ministering. It's the care and concern for those uh, whom you're assigned to uh, to care for. Uh, obviously, come follow me in the home-centered church-supported curriculum and bringing that focus back to the home and to the parents and to the, the, the family as the unit that where the gospel is taught. And then also some things that could maybe be uh, easily forgotten, um, things like adjusting the policy so that uh, if you're married civilly, you don't have to wait an entire year. And if, at the time, that may have seemed kind of like a, okay, that's cool type of, type of thing. But now we have the temples all over the world closed for living ordinances, meaning that couples all over the world who are planning to be sealed on March 26th and beyond until they reopen um, are, are not going to be able to do that. And so what for them? Well, they can go and still be married civilly. And then as soon as the temples reopen, they can be sealed. They don't have to wait the full year. Uh, the rest of the world is reacting to the uh, novel coronavirus. Uh, the church and the Lord and the prophet have been proactive for the last several years in preparing us uh, for this time and for, the, and for future times. Um, and when I say this time and future times, that makes me think of another thing that uh, President Ballard shared. He talked about the missionaries. Uh, you know, a lot of missionaries have now been affected and have been have returned home. Um, he said that the church is doing, quote, whatever we have to do to protect the missionaries. I've never seen anything like it in my years as a general authority. The steps that are being taken are wise and, and temporary. We are asking every day, what are we going to do, when, we, when are we going to do it, and how are we going to do it? We are being led by revelation a step at a time. We have not been in this situation before, at least not in my ministry. But even he here notes, just as President Nelson noted, that these things, this is all, this is temporary. These are temporary adjustments for this time, but like President Nelson said, these unique situations and circumstances are temporary. They'll pass. Um, but the church and the Lord has been preparing us for this time and for a future time. And um, another thing that he said that I, just in terms of like just sheer light and hope, he said, quote, from President Ballard, acting president of the Quorum of the Twelfth, he said, do we see light at the end of the tunnel? Absolutely. Uh, if... If you look and you see every every video that President Nelson has put out has been full of concern and care, but also of light and hope and optimism. And here's President Ballard now in this interview that um, is just full of that same hope and optimism. And look, there's a light at the end of the ton tunnel. This is not going to be forever. So now that makes me turn to uh, President Nelson today put out a video and announcement asking, <coughs> excuse me, for a worldwide fast. Um, he said, I invite you to join with me in a worldwide fast for all those health, for all those whose health permit. 
to pray for relief from physical, emotional, and economic effects of this global pandemic. Um, and I, as we, as he made this uh, in, invitation, and I was had just read President Ballard's interview, and President Ballard talked about, you know, the, the temple's closing, and that we can pray, um, and in our homes or wherever we are, we can still feel the, the peace and, uh, and spirit of the Lord. Um, he, so that's just the, the, the prayer and prayer being on the forefront of my mind with, uh, studying Enos, especially this week. It just made me think that, uh, the power of prayer is real. Uh, and as we unite in prayer and sometimes, uh, as I shared in the podcast earlier this week, it's be- the the most powerful prayers, and when par- prayer really becomes powerful, is when we pray by the Spirit. And sometimes that can be difficult. And sometimes, you've, I mean, I think everyone experiences this. It can be difficult to know when we're being led by the Spirit, or if it's just our own thoughts and things. But it sure makes it nice when the prophet can come to us and say, "Hey, here's here's what praying by the Spirit on Sunday, uh, March 29th, looks like as you fast and pray. It looks like." Praying for the physical, emotional, and economic effects of this global pandemic. And so as we all unite, and President Nelson even mentions all of us as a church, but also those of us, those of other faiths who are our friends that we can invite to join in this, that unity that is uh, a a prayer directed by the Spirit uh, will come with a certain power that will change the world and will change the situation in the world. Um, and that's that's just a thought that I wanted to share that uh, I've been thinking about today as I as these videos came out and as I was reading these things and uh, studying. And we can be like Enos as we take the time each day, but especially on this coming Sunday, to find a... A quiet room, and I laugh because I think you know we're all stuck at home with our kids, and what is quiet? What is what is that? I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> but if, as we seek some space um, so that we can speak with the Lord, like Enos did, and we can, and as we all do that in, unis, in unison and in unity, uh, we will see a shift and a change in the world. And I don't think it's going to take long to see that shift and change. Um, My wife went to the temple the other day. She couldn't go in, obviously. It was closed. Um, But she went to just get away because, again, kids. Hashtag the worst. Hashtag eternity. Uh, And But she said she, like, was moved to tears because she, she pulled into the temple parking lot there were at least 50 other cars there of people doing the same thing that even though they can't go in knowing that uh the temple is a house of prayer and a house of peace and that there is a spirit there but that's why i think that it's so important what president ballard said and um that we can find that anywhere that we can get away from the world and we can still feel that same spirit and as we bring a focus of 
teaching the gospel in our homes and Sunday worship. That's another thing. Go back. Uh, I was in the Elders Quorum Presidency three, four years ago, and that was when the church had a major emphasis, and I'm sure you all will remember this because it was the discussion, topic of discussion in Elders Quorums and Relief Societies and Fifth Sunday Lessons for a year and a half, two years. The emphasis was on Sunday worship, and this pre preceded to our church and uh, Come Follow Me and ministering changes and changes to the Elders Quorum. There was an emphasis on what it what proper Sunday worship really looks like and what that entails. As we, as you capture that and focus on teaching the gospel in your home, and then now as we have the opportunity to uh, bless and partake of the sacrament in our homes on Sunday, and uh, as we're doing that as a, as a people, and now we've been invited to pray as a people for a specific cause, there's going to be this unity. But what's more than that, is um, the temple, right, is a sacred place. It is the house of the Lord. There is an extension of that temple in our meeting houses, in our chapels, specifically as we partake of the sacrament. That has now been moved temporarily into our homes. And now, more than ever, our homes, which should always be, but now more than ever, should just be an extension of the temple. Which means that though they be closed for the time being, we should still be able to feel that same spirit and peace. And honestly, also the, the spirit of Elijah and continuing um, family history work and doing the work for the dead, uh, even though we can't be performing their ordinances, we can still be finding them and connecting them. So just in closing, just want to share that, that thought and share that, um, you know, an invitation and to echo President Nelson's invitation to uh, fast and pray this this Sunday. Uh, I hope that you'll join that and I invite those in, in your circle of influence to do that, whether they're in the church or not. Um, we are all sons and daughters of God who have an open line of communication to him through prayer. That doesn't take being a member of his church. Um, and so I hope that you, you'll join in doing that. And I thank, I thank you for listening. And I will talk with you next week when we discuss Easter and conference.